Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Friends with benefits. Friends. We got the friends with benefits. We got the friends. Friends. With Tash York and Betty Bombshell. <laughs> Hello, friends! Hi, friends! Hi, we're back. It's here. Back, back again, we've a week wine. later. We've done it. Like, friends. we've actually done it. We've done a whole week. It. I know. And we got there. We got there. And so we much. even have another friend. What? Yeah. I, well, are you a real friend? Friends. Because remember, we only really have each other at this point. That's true. And our imaginary friends. friends. It's true. It's true. Oh. How's your week been, Betty Bombshell? Friends. It's been so much. It's been great. Yes. Um, had a trillion shows, did work, but there was a public holiday because and I got a foot massage. Oh, I've okay. never had that done in my life. I'm terrified of people touching my feet. I'm so terrified. I'm a dancer. My feet are disgusting. And my partner was just like, come on, let's treat ourselves. At like 8 p.m. We're like, wait, so you it. went and got a massage at 8 p.m. on a Friday? Yeah, look. Yep. On oh, Smith Street. Yeah. It was very interesting place. Yeah, that's great. Actually, it was great. They were stunning. We made pals. Um, and I got a foot massage for the first time. It was an hour. Would you do it again? 100%. Okay. Like all right. right Just now. overcome your fears. Just my straight God. up. Like, touch I was my also food. like this. For those for of hour. you who don't know, uh, she just kind of did like the really big sad face emoji um, that kind of has a bit of blue on its cheeks. That's basically oh, that the face. The one that, that I did. Yeah, you yeah, done. It's yeah, very yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, Thank you great. for making that a visual. No, you're welcome. Everyone. This is an oral medium, as I have to remind you. So. <laughs> what did I do with that? Yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's good. stunning. Wonderful. How was your times? Yeah, same. It's been a hectic week. Um, I did a wedding uh, in Griffith, which was six hours away. There was fireworks. Had and fireworks. also some dry ice. It was everything I needed. I oh, Can we make that in the show, please? Can we just have that in all of our shows? Absolutely never. It was the worst. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so woke up at 6 a.m. this morning, drove back here. Taught a little workshop uh, Cheeky called one. Sing and Strip. What? Sing and Strip. Oh, 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 oh. Promoting strip. things that you can't buy. Yes. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> they're all sold out. Uh, and yes, and now we're here in the studio with a very studio. special guest. Oh my God, who is our guest right now? Oh my God, I don't think you understand how special it is, particularly on this evening, because uh, <gasps> our special guest this evening has a big evening ahead of her. Oh my God. Uh, but folks, it is none other than the incredible. The hilarious, the sassy as fuck, and will cut you down, bitch. <laughs> In the best way possible. Obviously. And a pipe of scars. Yeah. Hello. You make me sound so mean. I oh, know, but... We'll cut you down? Yeah, but like cut you I down. I mean, it's not your fault. I, I get this in a lot of my introductions, and this makes you kind of very self-reflective. I'm like, am I a bitch? I celebrate it though. Like I wish people. I were see that as like me. a definite positive. Yeah. I because I'm I've been very much trying to be about the love and the inclusivity oh, and the you, you know. But if like you're gonna be quick to be like ho 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 hey hey. Yeah, but the to people who deserve real. it, no one listening to this podcast needs to fear me. 
We don't know this yet. I mean, it could go international. This could be the day, Anna. You don't know. Do you have a lot of transphobic white supremacists listening to it? I hope not. Uh, Also, yeah. Yeah, no, you're in. That is is Betty Bombshell's target demo. I mean, look. Famously. I mean, possibly the people that were at the wedding last really? night might potentially. You I know, mean, that is actually potentially. Yeah. Every night's his favorite burlesque performer. <laughs> oh my god, I'm really tapping into that demographic oh, over there. No, it's where, the, this, where the bombshell comes from. It's a World War II warhead. That's. Oh no, but it doesn't work because I'm Jewish. <laughs> oh no, hiling all the way from Melbourne. Here she is. <laughs> <laughs> Took this so, in a weird direction really quickly. I'm so sorry. My new tagline. I don't even. No, oh my God, no. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone horribly wrong. The podcast is ending here. We don't need any more. I'm, I'm so sorry I got you cancelled. <laughs> we, we, we never begun. I was going to say, from what? From it's not, nothing is. From, fun. from yeah. this little time that we have here. So, hey Anna. Hey yes, Anna. hello. Thanks for popping in. No, my pleasure. Great this is good because it finally confirmed what I'd been hoping that we were friends. Yeah! <gasps> it's all confirmed! <laughs> friends, friends. That's kind of the reason why we started doing this, actually. Because, you know, we assumed that people were our friends, but we're like, well, will you want to come to my house inconveniently on a Sunday? We'll right? give you some wine, but there's a podcast. That's How the weird that? thing about being a performer is you never know who's your friend and who's your colleague. I know. You know, especially because like it's not like a regular workplace where you don't need to be nice to the person who works in IT or whatever. Like you got to be friendly to everyone because they're the people who are going to end up booking you. You, So everyone is nice and fake to you all the time. You're like, I don't know which of these compliments are genuine. I don't know which of these people are genuine. Especially as an MC, I find that the worst. Like when you're another performer in a performance, you've kind of got that like little backstage time. But usually when you're an MC, you're like out the front. You're just saying nice things about people the entire time. You don't have to mingle. But most of the time you're like, oh, I need to like finger out what I'm doing next yeah. so you don't really get the chance to have a real connection you're just like hello I'm blowing smoke up at this person's ass come on stage I love you and they're like is that real or is that just the intro am I an actually great person do you think yeah you don't get to have that backstage magic yeah and I always feel weird as a comedian where every time I hang around cabaret and burlesque people I always feel like I'm an intruder on some secret world <laughs> you know no hey, come on in like I'm, I'm just there like standing just like I'm gonna tell some jokes and you're getting naked and sticking stuff on your nipples and covering glitter and I'm just like I'm, I'll just be over here looking at a notepad <laughs> pretending study. I've written something down <laughs> it's just a blank notepad, just a blank notepad. <laughs> no just pen don't worry about it it's fine okay. um, oh. so Anna tonight is a very special night for you what's happening this evening uh, tonight I am heading to the awards night for the Melbourne Fringe tonight <gasps> as we're recording it is the very final night of the Melbourne Fringe so if there's a Melbourne Fringe show you were meaning to see too late because this podcast has definitely come out <laughs> afterwards get in your time machine uh, but it's very exciting for me because this is the first time I have ever been nominated for something at a festival uh, for a solo show oh my god that's so exciting that so, so nominated for best comedy best some comedy very surprising queer and present danger I am not yes. surprised I am we not. saw the show we were cackling in the back yes like, you 100%. heard us 100% we, we were sitting like, in the back very on brand that both of you were behind the bar in the venue um, <laughs> I think you called me out at one stage no I, I didn't know you were there oh. until I left the venue I just walked right. yeah I I, I because you were like literally like way out in the darkness oh, yeah, yeah. so it wasn't until I l- completely left the spotlight and was walking out the venue and I see your fi- smiling faces from behind the bar waving at me like, let with- us buy you drinks <laughs> right 
It was. <laughs> I did the laughing so much that, like, I got a bit asthmary. Like, I was doing the laugh and I was like, oh, God, no, no, it's happening again. It kept happening. And I did that oh, awkward, so sorry. Like, cough laugh. because It got me real good. You did the Edna Krabappel laugh oh, as well. Oh, every 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Just one. <laughs> Always. Every time. So, every time. Um, your show was fucking excellent. For those oh, of you so who good. don't know about it, would you like to tell our listeners all about it? Uh, so, the show was called Queer in Present Danger. Uh, it was... Uh, partially a response to all the kind of like transphobic fear mongering, scaremongering, whatever you want to call it, that's been in the Australian media and the international media, mm-hmm. trying to portray trans people as, you know, horrible demagogues trying to convert everyone and stuff like that. And so I started writing it to kind of like, hey, let's do like a dehuman, like a humanizing, totally. about to say dehumanizing, that's the exact <laughs> opposite of what I was saying. I tried to exactly wait, wait, opposite, wait, wait, not wait, wait, uh, No, humanizing, I'm like, I'm like, I'll do like an autobiographical show, like, and just kind of like, here's some daily encounters and kind of, um, which secretly kind of reveals like all the different kinds of, you know, transphobia that I deal with day to day, which totally. isn't always the... You know, explicit like you're a pervert, and yeah. You, but also just people who try and treat you as like an accessory handbag to prove how woke they are that and stuff bit like that. Honestly, got me. I was like, of course, that's fucking annoying. Like that must be the like the worst. Basically, those people that are like, oh my god, my one trans friend. Oh, yeah, like it's like a fucking badge on Facebook or something. You're like, um, have 238 friends, really interested in sailing, and have one trans friend. Like yeah. it's just like why Ridiculous. though? Which I'm very anxious about as well because you see people online like they'll say something transphobic and they're like it's fine I can say it my brother's trans my girlfriend's trans or what you know like I you know one of my friends is trans, and you're like am I someone else's trans friend that they're using to justify <laughs> oh, their am I the hor- scapegoat and yeah because like, you know like if I'd heard you saying that and you were my friend I would have called you the fuck out correct you know so I just yeah the show's very much about transphobia and I don't kind of completely label everything like that because yeah. if I kind of was going through like this transphobe that's transphobe this trans then yeah. people would be like feeling a bit an- attacked no it was super personable and super so it's like, more like this happened do you relate to that think about it talk it, about it with your therapist that's it take it, was it like, home yeah it was like little surprises like little easter eggs along the way you're just like blah 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 regular story boof this happened and you're like oh yeah. like just completely out of nowhere it was so great and like yeah yeah and it was a, a very difficult show to write because it had to be both a show that straight cisgender people could like relate to and find personable and not find attacked and kind of be educational because they've got to like learn a bunch of new terms very quickly mm. whilst also being a show that queer folk can watch and be like I've been there I know this 100% yep. blah 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 and relate to in a thousand different ways and kind of like every single joke had to be for both those audiences at the same time. That is a challenge. That is a yeah. lot. How did you, what, what, what was the, how do you create? How did you create that? How did you, did it take you 20 minutes? Did it take you six months? Like what? Yes, was, it took me 20 minutes to write a one hour that. show. See, you're, uh, that's how so good, good. No wonder she's award winning. Yeah. I mean, obvious. I, mean, I, I wrote three jokes a minute. <laughs> You know what? Three minutes of material I every knew minute. You had it in you. Just, just fucking pumping just it a out. Yeah, it's actually, I've been writing like three other shows just in the background whilst we're talking. I'm oh, just yeah. that good. Do you want to record them now? Or <laughs> we can pop them through. We've already created, you know, Betty's new uh, Nazi bomb, bombshell character. Look, like, I, I mean, mean, I was joking when I said that, day. but then if you told me like, hey, not, like Betty is debuting a new Nazi theme <laughs> burlesque act, I'd be like... I think she could pull it off. You know, I'd be like there. I mean, see how I'd be there front row. Just be like, 
I, it'd be like, she looks great. The Hugo Boss, this is working oh for me. God. Oh my God. We are. <laughs> this is touching something deep. Perry on. It'd be really cool. You know, the worst people. The literally the worst yeah. people in the world. But at least we have each other. Friends. <laughs> and like, if anyone was offended, be like, shut up. She's Jewish. She can do this. It's satire. It's like <laughs> irony. I was just thinking, I was you know? like, but then I could come back with that. I'm Jewish. It's fine. I mean, no, I won't. But do is the that the same thing. as the people saying it's, that's my trans friend? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, but but also yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so um, when when you're creating, so six months, more than six months, a year. About, How long have um, you been going? I so I took a break off from the festivals last year to kind of mm-hmm. afford to be able to move to Melbourne. I moved to Melbourne ten months ago. Because you're originally from Perth. Originally, originally from Perth. Um, P town. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I rag on Perth a lot, but Perth is lovely. Perth taught me a lot of lessons. I think mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of value that, uh, in being raised in those kind of like isolated communities of art that people don't realise when they come from Melbourne. Yes, hello, um, Brisbane. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I think we, like everyone I know in Melbourne has kind of, you know, their entire career has been kind of shaped by this pressure of like, okay, well, agents are going to be watching and industry people are going to be watching and if I do this and do that and do this and I'm going to be end up on TV and blah, blah, blah. You're making stuff in Perth and you're like, no one's going to care. No one's here. No one matters. So all I am focused on is just making what I want to make out there yeah. on stage. Totally. And then you bring it over here and people are like, oh, wow, do you, well, how do you have such a unique voice? It's like, because Just I me. come... I've, I haven't been shaped by anything but myself. Exactly. <laughs> and my experience. And, and your other peers doing weird stuff rather than your other peers doing a bunch of also trying to get on TV, trying to get yep. the big gig, whatever type stuff. And that's a huge thing in comedy, I think, that doesn't, like, for me, like, I'm always like, oh, cabaret, like, that's not really, like, a mainstream medium. But a lot of comedy, like, really exists in, like, mainstream television, mainstream panel shows, like, even news programs, that sort of stuff. They have a lot of comedians, like, doing that yeah. kind of work, mm. right? Like, Well, I mean, that was also the kind of thing that I had in my head when I kind of, because I was very worried. I, like, I knew I needed to transition for a while, but mm-hmm. I'm like, if I transition, there goes all those big gigs that I might want eventually in the future because there's no trans people on TV. There's no blah, blah, whatever. Yeah, which which meant soft. that, you know, and, and that's kind of like how the sh- my show ends is this kind of thing of like, I you know, by doing the coming out process, I've done the scariest thing I could possibly do, mm. which means I'm no way, I'm no longer afraid to be who, whoever I want to be or say whatever I want. Yeah. And, you know, and now those things are starting up. to kind of come my yeah, way. right. But it's kind of the thing of like, just being the artist I want to be first and foremost yep. and saying whatever I want. If that turns out to be marketable, great. I need the money. But <laughs> Get us money. Yeah. But it's not the priority in a way that was transition. Yep. Like I kind of like repressed my whole idea of myself in order to be marketable, even isolated in Perth. And yep. then realizing, no, like sacrifice the entire career to be yourself, you know, and oh, it worked out. It has absolutely worked out. And I mean, you were doing comedy before you transitioned. Yes. yes. I've been and doing comedy for 10 years. Fucking hell. And so years. like how, how like other than feeling more like secure and whatnot, like do you think your comedy's improved like full stop or do you think it's just, you know? Yeah. Cause um, before transition, it was me trying to figure out like a way to, be someone relatable and likable on stage. Yeah. You know? And it wasn't necessarily, like, kind of, like, TV career focused, mm-hmm. but it was just kind of like, oh, maybe if I do this, I could be someone, like, the audience is like. And it was about, like, the pressure of ha- wanting people to like me. Yes. Mm. And then kind of, like, by transition of, like, there's no way to transition and have everyone like me. That's impossible. Mm. Rule that out straight away. And it's just kind of like, once you realise that, it's like, well, I don't need to 
be like what everyone's so just going to focus on being authentic. Yes, absolutely. And then oh, that authenticity it. is so important to comedy. Ugh. And self-awareness is so important to comedy. Yes. Yeah. Like every time you see someone who's like on stage, who's funny, you're always like, they know themselves 100%, which means knowing their flaws, which means owning their flaws, which means, you know, in some instances, celebrating their flaws. Absolutely. Sometimes it gets a little bit too self-aware. You're like, <laughs> oh, you're, you're owning it too much and maybe this you need to see a therapist. Therapy. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> Like, like maybe that's something dark and terrible you need to process and not do anymore. But, but yeah. that self-awareness of being like, you know, I, here's why I'm a great person. Here's why I'm a terrible person. Here's why I'm different to everyone else. Here's mm. how I'm the same as everyone else. Here's how I'm basic, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, it's just, that's how comedy happens. Yeah. And kind of you be 100% about yourself, authentic as possible and be relatable that way. Because that's what everyone else thinks as well when they get kind of just start doing comedy. Is like they do something like, oh, I want to talk about this, but no one's going to relate to that. Yeah, totally. And, I'm, and, I'm, and then I'm doing stuff about being trans. Like, well, no one's going to relate to being trans. <laughs> like, this isn't a relatable experience. So <laughs> It is. Too. But if I talk about it specifically, it becomes relatable. Uh, that's it. That's it. And, like, certain experiences may not be, like, technically the exact same experiences, but certain feelings that get brought up from certain experiences obviously are relatable. And it's, like, really cool, like that you said before, that, like, when you were writing the show, you were like, I need it to be like as authentic as possible to like my queer community, but also that so I'm not like pushing away the straight community to be well, like, like you don't understand, you're not my real mom. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, <laughs> because that's the way we all learn. Like that's, you know, I find that personally all the time is that like people are just too busy arguing about stuff rather than actually going, hey, you know what? Can we just sit down and have a chat about this? I just think you don't understand this bit. And if you did, we wouldn't be arguing right now. Yeah, and the, 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 only, the only people who get shamed in the show are, um, the two guys who in different instances kind of pretty much, you know, attack me. Like one with kind of like a very invasive question about which bathroom I use and one who kind of like on the street who kind of like almost gets into a fight with me. Yeah. Like a literal physical fight. And... Like they're the only two people where I'm like these are bad people because they, shade. you know, yeah. what? they yeah. deserve the shit. It's not because they're straight or men or whatever. No. It's because, because they're, they did people. bad things. They're, they're aggressive and they weren't, you know, willing to listen. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Whereas you know, there, there's a drunk girl who asked me a very rude, invasive question about whether trans people can have sex. Oh my god! <laughs> but I don't. I'm not. I'm oh. like at no point in that. I'm like she's a bad person. I make fun of her. Like no. it's a fun interaction, but yeah. I feel like that girl could come watch the show as it is now and not feel mortified about yeah. what happened. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm very aware now of just kind of like, I felt excluded by so much comedy, mm. uh, especially since coming out and being kind of like owning being trans. I'm just like, I, I want to include as many people as possible. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, you I know? appreciate that. And so when you're writing a show, like what's your like process? Like, is it just, yeah, how, how does it all happen for you specifically behind the scenes? Do you, you know, has it always been story-based or has it just been yeah, straight-up jokes? It's always or? been story-based. Yeah. Um, my strategy, and I think it's different from a lot of comedians I know, is I think a lot of comedians kind of will try and think of something funny mm-hmm. and then try and flesh it out. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. I just try to think about what I want to say and then think in how I want to make that funny after. Yeah, yeah. So kind of like, okay, this is a story of what happened, you know, Jazz where a guy it. asked me this about... Yes, please. Yes, top up I'm, my just, wine. I'm topping up the wine. Topping up wine. Uh, like I've got a story where where this guy asked me about which bathroom I use. I'm like that's a real story. Mm-hmm. And the kind of writing process for that was just kind of like, okay, well he asked me this, and um, 
I, you know, kind of was like uncomfortable or whatever, and it didn't, and then kind of like, okay, well, how do I tell the story again and make it funny? And sometimes it's about exaggerating a little bit and kind of saying the stuff I wish I'd said or the stuff I said, yeah. but in a sharper way. Yes. Uh, and sometimes it's, you know, kind of, you know, connecting the dots with, you know, stuff that happens later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's just about like, how, how do I say this funny? And how do I explain it as well? Totally. That's so, just so, kind of like, like, important. so So many different things. Right? Like, so many, like, like, uh, like people don't get why that bathroom question is such a rude and offensive question. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well I have to establish that it's a rude question because mm-hmm. obviously I'm a woman. So I how do I, so yeah. the joke is, you know, obviously I'm a woman. So like all women, I use the men's room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which Setting is up the expectation and then breaking it. Right. But it's also in there. It's got that kind of like point that I want to convey is that I'm a woman. So like all women, I use the women's room, but I yeah. don't say that. I just imply that, you know, I've got the point I want to tell people, but then I have the joke that, you know, it gives you the laugh yeah. and makes mm-hmm. it all digestible, makes it all the kind of stuff I want to convey fly under the radar, which is yeah. the whole yep. kind of value I think in comedy is that absolutely I can tell what I want to say and people's defenses are down because they're laughing yeah. and they yeah. don't realize they're learning and they don't <laughs> feel lectured to and they don't feel like they're learning opinions or having their opinions shaped. Mm-hmm. They're just like, that was really funny. You that should have been nice at job. school. You should have been a teacher. You know, that would have been much better, you know, learning that way, just learning by uh, subtle jokes. <laughs> so glad <laughs> I could come onto the show and have you tell me to quit comedy. I really I appreciate that. <laughs> that is not what I'm doing at all. Just one Thank place you, better. Uh, and, you know, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and do you work with other people and you're like, do you, you say your jokes to people? Do you have a director? Do you have like, you know, I've mentors, I've always wondered this about comedy because yeah. I've never, you know, I'm a dancer. I don't talk or, I mean, at the worst of times. When, when am I talking? When am I funny? I mean, really. You're but funny all the time, babe. Funny we appreciate you. See, that was my gold. But um, in, in I, I mean, this is this is going to be a bit of a tangent, but this is something that upsets me all the time. What's that? Gets me mad. It's every time I hang out with burlesque girls and they're always hilarious. Yeah. Well, I say always. There's like three who aren't. But <laughs> I mean, look. But not, not 90% of them are, are hilarious. Yeah. And funnier than a lot of the people I see doing comedy. And I just kind of, you know, I'm like, you're hilarious. You did a comedy. And they're like, ha ha, funny looking like you just did. <laughs> you know, and, and they kind of like brush it off and they don't own it as something they actually are good at. But it's something very different to be just having a chat with your pals funny. That's that's just quick off the, to get sure, on stage. Sure, but it's still funny. Funny's funny. Yeah, I, I guess I think of it as a different kind of funny. I could never really pop on stage and be like, you know, something is that I'm going to say now is hilarious. It just, I can't, it's not my jam. It's but a different medium though. Like I can't get on stage and be like, my tits are going to go in the same direction when I move my shoulders. Like, hey, is that, that how attitude. nipple tassling, tassling happens? Nipple tassling? Tassling. Is that what it's called? Nip, nip tassling? You know what, one day I'll give you, you'd be great. It's all in the shoulders, babe. Yeah, I thought it was shoulders. It is. See, I did say that. But that's what I'm saying. It's just like different skill sets and the more you practice it, the more you do it. It becomes a natural yeah, I, and I'm and the the secret of comedy is that kind of like everyone watches me and they're like, oh, she's just saying this stuff, and I'm like, it's no, very no, natural. I'm like, it's rehearsed and it's oh. written and it's scripted, and even the moments that seem like improvised, a lot of the time are scripted. scripted. Yeah. yeah, because you know, I've got audience interactions where I kind of you know go like, you reacted like this, and I I, I joke about it, and people are like, oh, well, that's clearly not scripted because it's based on how this audience reacts. I'm like, no, because I've done this a few times. I and know the audience reacts in a certain way, <laughs> and I've built in a joke to accommodate that. That's it. One hundred percent. And it is those moments that go like that take a show from a good show to a great show because it's that those little like thoughts, those little like extra bits that like people go, oh, I got detail. this on my only night. Right. You know, this never happens. 
and I got that special moment sucked in it's rehearsed but like I don't mean to break it I don't mean to break it but that's the difference for all of you we just ruined comedy for everyone I'm really sorry we'll just edit it out like I'm following a music in my head the same way when you're doing dance moves you're following the absolutely you know and it's just dance moves rhythm that's going through you know there's a rhythm that I'm following and I'm saying the words in a certain timing a certain order and I've practiced it and I know what I'm saying and I'll change it based on the audience reaction again like a burlesque performer Mm -hmm. they cheer a lot when you're doing something on stage and I see you milk that moment I do the same thing with jokes that's it and absolutely and it's yeah I always look at it and I'm like I could never I could just bloody never do that speaking on stage terrifies me I'm emceeing a show next week that's gonna be great (laughs) Speaking on stage terrifies me, though. This is why I never understand. I'm like, it's burlesque girls always were like, I'm terrified of speaking on stage. Yeah. I'm like, you're on stage naked. Right? I feel exactly like the same. That- I'm like, I can control my body. I can control exactly. And if something's not going quite right, I can do something to distract you of how I've ruined that or whatever. With my words, are just like, if, I, if something goes wrong, I'll be like, Oh, just the next one now. And like, I'm not going to, I can't come back from that. I just, I don't know. It's one of those weird things. It's but that's really the thing. I mean, like when you're on stage trying to be, f- like if you, if I was on stage being an actor in like a serious Shakespeare play or something, I'd probably have the same feeling you are. But mm. when you're doing comedy, if something goes wrong, that's a gift. Yeah. Like, you know. Smashing a light. Like smashing yeah. a light. Oh, we Have you talked about this, this on the podcast? No, we haven't. Have we not? I think we mentioned it, but we haven't Just said- a super brief moment yeah, go, go, go. about how um, we were performing in a wonderful fundraiser at the Butterfly Club downstairs. For, for the wonderful Ollie, who is yes. one of the bartenders there. Shout out to Ollie. Shout out to a, Ollie. A lovely Fox non-binary Fox. babe. Oh, oh. We love Ollie. Absolute love. So Just- my God. Just there to confuse everyone's sexuality. I am here for it, though. Just my goodness. Every damn day. I'm, I'm working at the Butterfly Club now, and every afternoon they come in, and there's just a different look, and oh I God, am just like a celebrate. moment like, right now. I'm oof. like, fuck me up. Okay, it's just, on. and just like, it'll be like super high femme moments. You're like, okay, maybe, oh maybe I'm still gay. And then like super mask moments, and you're like, <laughs> you're like fuck. Now I'm just Is this confused. what straight people feel God. like? It's just, and then like this androgynous stuff, where you, and you like every single thing. It's just. It's both at the same time time and it yeah. doesn't even matter. So anyway, we did a fundraiser we did, together. Anyway, we did a, yeah, we, so, so, for, Ollie, so Ollie, for Ollie to get top surgery. Yes. Uh, and it was I such an amazing night. that still. We might see yeah. if we can add some money, a PayPal or something. It was or like other. a um, GoFundMe Go situation. Yeah, yeah right. pretty sure. Shall we and know. so we were both on the bill. It was such a beautiful night. I met so many amazing people and I was like, it's, it's my turn to pop on the stage. And I got up there and I started doing my number and I then whirled my jacket a little too much <laughs> and fucking smashed a light <laughs> at the butterfly club that I'm sure has been there for longer than I've been alive. That that I can tell you that light has been there longer than the stage has been there. Yes. <laughs> Stop it. How have I never hit this light before? How much dust know. came off it though? Like That's it, what- it's not a stage light. Like it's just No, no, no. It's no. like a 1950s like hanging lamp. It's got yeah. like a lampshade on that was ceramic the ones that hanging go- from the ceiling. Just yeah. a regular light bulb on a switch, not a stage light, not no, a spotlight. No. Yeah. Just should not be just there. Just to like going up the stairs light. Like yes. I was so surprised that you have not hit it before. This that, is we my did question. the first after hours. And there, I like, whirled that skirt. Yes. I've whirled down there before. Never but even you just, come close. Well, I mean, to be fair, it was <laughs> loosened by Ruby slippers. Ruby did give it a Ruby tap. Ruby whacked oh, it with some it. mannequin arms right before. 
well, we can all blame ruby slippers. But so. the funny thing is I looked at it and went, oh, be wary of that. No, I'm really – I'm taking that in, logging it in. It's because you did and do that. And then you shouted it and then the bar staff running downstairs I just, with like – a, a ladder to get all the ceramic off undo, the light frame and, and get then rid of the, a little dustpan. And you're on stage halfway through the act. The music has stopped. I was just having a chat at that point. I Which just was again, still like on stage. as a comedian, I'm like, I so wish right? that had happened during my set because there was so many free jokes <laughs> just lying there. Every okay, so every time you do a show downstairs at Butterfly Club now, we'll just pop bro- the light back up. Yeah, and just break it, I'll and just, everyone will think it's that ha- like that's happened yeah. that I'll night. Like, you know, oh they set God, up moments. See yeah. the show. Yeah, all right, that'll Anna be good. The light but thing. to to just to have a moment of of idolization for Betty Bombshell, yeah, <laughs> please. So they cleaned up the stage and they got rid of all the glass they could. They didn't get rid of all the glass. Oh, no, no. There no, was little glass no. dust no, all over the stage. Some friends were still on stage. And it was there right before that Betty was doing a bunch of like floor yeah. work. If you've not seen Betty perform before, please look this up on YouTube. That's there is got floor work. some floor work, I some love splits, some, some pulling your legs up Just, from behind, some yeah. rolling, stripper rolls. Naked like, thighs mm. spread across the stage, oh, yep. butch working, Sorry. everything like that. And then afterwards, and everyone's like, oh, well, that was a great act. And then afterwards, we're backstage, and I'm just seeing all these little dots on Betty's <laughs> legs just slowly start dripping blood and oozing. Just shaving your legs for the first time, mate. Literally. Like, it was just like, oh, I had a bit of an accident. <laughs> it was me being like, oh, that's in me now. That's now a part of me. Part, part ceramic. I am yeah. part of the Butterfly Club now. Yeah. That well, is... the Butterfly Club's part of you. Well, I mean, we're part of each other. But yeah, also, also classic Betty Bombshell. The red was the exact same shade as the costume. <laughs> so she still looked flawless whilst bleeding to death. Or was that all part of my act? Oh! No, it really wasn't. I just I broke the light. It really hurt. I had cuts See. on me for quite some time. <laughs> it was really, it was a lot. <laughs> so I want to know, Anna, when has been your like most favourite moment on stage ever? It could be like uh, a show that was excellent. It could be someone even like I I reckon we could even include like someone coming up to you straight after a show. It could be a great a great heckle that you just came right back like something that you're like "Mm, that was yeah. Well, it's been a moment that you were just like fuck yeah. This is why I do this damn thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't. There's a lot to pick. I'm going to pick out just one that happened very recently. I don't know if it's going to be like the all time top ten, but this is for opening. (laughs) Opening night, mm-hmm, so funny. you would have both seen this one uh, for my show Queer and Present Danger. Um, Great. Where Talk at the start, that. because it was opening night, and because you know the show was like had been rewritten a couple of times, I'm like, yeah. I've said to the audience at the start of the night, like this has been a bit shaken. I've gotten a real bad habit whilst practicing this show, right. where every time I forget a line, instead of just like pausing or checking the script or saying, um, I just start doing Truth Hurts by Lizzo. By Lizzo. <laughs> Which so I good. think is just stunning. Oh, which so was good. that was just a fun gag on its own, and that's why I put it in there because just because like I try and make sure that the first like two or three minutes of my own, uh, oh, my show is always unscripted. Yeah, because yes. it gives everything else a kind of nice you know flow and whatever. Yeah, yeah, and gives everything else that kind of conversational vibe when it starts in that space. But anyway. Get to the very like dramatic part of the show. Everything's tense and quiet. I'm talking about some really dark topics. People in the audience are crying, and then I literally do forget what the next line in the script is. It 
was so there's this so good. there's this moment of just like silence, and I'm seeing people like important people that I've looked up to for years, like Carl Wilson's in the audience, Claire Hoop is in the audience, big people have come to the show. I was very yes. flattered, and just like people in tears, and I've just gone, "Why are men great till they gotta be?" <laughs> It was so, so perfect, good. though. It was just like tension, 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 tension. Ha! Call back. Like, <laughs> it was just so. Yeah, wonderful. I just everyone after the show was just kind of like, "That's in the show, right? That's part of the script. That's yeah." Is so there every night? I'm like, "No." Did you continue to do it? No, no. I was interested in that actually when it happened. I was like, "I know that this actually isn't part of the show," but some people didn't though, and that's that's why I enjoy the most is when I'm doing stuff that's you know, it's. Yeah. So bloody beautiful. Um, the other so favourite moment was something that is just part of my regular stand-up is uh, I was doing a bunch of crowd work, talking to the audience, blah, 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 whatever. And then I kind of start the set, start doing the jokes. And I kind of mention that I'm trans. And this one in the front row goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is- oh, my God. How far into the set was this? Was I mean, it was it was like ten minutes into the show, oh, five minutes into her. the show. Like I'd just been doing kind of some stuff of you know that kind of general crowd work. Yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. Who you're from? Who's here? You, you're a couple, whatever. How old are we? Are whatever. Yeah. And then I go like, anyway, so you know a little bit about me. I'm trans, and she's going, oh, <laughs> oh, was this in Perth? <laughs> no, I was here in Melbourne. Oh my god, it was, it was at the Imperial. No oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, I gotta love her. I was just this little, little lovely, sweet. I like it was. It was just her. Yes, like she clearly. Which is something like I've always been aware of getting on stage is kind of like people aren't going to know necessarily that I'm, you know, a trans woman. No. You know, like they, 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 they could think I'm a, a very low budget drag queen. <laughs> that is incorrect. You are incorrect. gorgeous. Yeah, no, but I mean, I, I, brow I don't, night. yeah, but it's natural brows. Like I don't block out my brows. I don't wear, you know, I'm wearing false lashes tonight because I'm going to awards tonight. But, mm. you know, I don't normally wear false lashes. I don't, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's like I, I wear dramatic makeup but yeah, I try but I mean and do, that's performer life babe like, yeah but I try and do cis dramatic makeup not yeah. drag queen dramatic makeup yeah, yeah, true. you know <laughs> true, true, true. like there's yes. no big wig there's no flamboyant costume whatever so but because you'd be like oh you know she's well she's new with the drag good for her you know <laughs> good on or, you. or 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 a cross-dresser or you know or someone even potentially yeah. making fun of trans people some like doing this as a character someone doing like a dame edna type Which thing whatever really- yeah, that's really possible, which fucking sucks. Like, it's just, like, I just kind of like, you like, I, like, there clearly there's some possibilities. I'm just kind of like, yeah, which yeah, is why like I have it. to mention it. So they kind of like go, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. love that woman. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> what did she work out though? Like, what happened to her? Right. She's like, oh, and it is one plus one is two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's good. Like, well, I mean, the gag in the show, and excuse me for using my, my script on, no, during please. the show, but it's just kind of like, I'm like, what was she wondering during the entire show? Just looking at me the entire time, going, hmm, maybe Russian, who knows? <laughs> That would definitely be it. Yeah, no, that so. makes that makes so much. All sense. right, so we covered your greatest. Mm-hmm. What is your worst performing moment? And it doesn't have to be like it can be whatever you want. I did a gig to no one, but the gig still ran for some reason. Like that kind of jam. What's your worst thing that springs to mind? Um, 
I don't know. I try not to save on onto those memories. Um, yeah. Can we just say that eight years I spent performing as a dude? Is that, yeah. kind of, I think that's a, is that a moment? Stunning is that answer. One thousand percent relevant. Yes. Um, you know yes. What? But I mean, like, no. There's but even that. There's like a lot of stuff I learned and stuff like that. I, yeah. I I try not to be one of those kind of people. Like that gig was terrible. That audience was terrible. I feel like most of them you can kind of like take a lesson away from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if that lesson is just. Don't accept emails from this booker anymore. Correct. Like it's just right. It's like don't do this gig again. <laughs> don't get this room. Lesson. Yeah, yeah. But you know, or, or like a funny story or whatever. Like I think there's always something to kind of. I think the funniest stories come from those terrible gigs. A hundred percent. Like the amount of times oh, I've gotten changed in the corner of a disabled bathroom with like seven other burlesque performers. Yeah. Too often. Yeah. Too or often. Do, doing a trio gig with one microphone. I'm like, <laughs> but I mean, there's three of us. I, I, the other reason <laughs> I'm trying to do with that, I try not to hold on those bad memories because I, there's too often that I've, I've done like a gig. I've walked in I'm like, oh, this looks terrible. Mm-hmm. This is going to be bad. This is like, there's so many things yes. working against this gig. There's no change room. The audience is all boomers. They haven't got the mic set up properly. They, they don't have a stage light, whatever. You know, like all these things and just kind of like, well, this is going to be a bad gig. And then I'll see, and then I won't give it the yep. what it deserves. Yes. And someone will go on after me and crush and you're like, dang. Yeah. Oh, I just made that up. Yeah. I should have, I should have treated it better. You yeah. Know? yeah. And, and like, and, and I definitely am not one of the UCLA people who are like, oh, there's three people here. I'm not going to pay attention. I'm like the three people who came pay well, just as much. They are, though. But, yeah. but they pay just as much as anyone else would have. Mm-hmm. They want to they, see They're show, the though. ones who came. They're the ones who did the right thing. Yeah. Like the people you're mad at are, are the 97 other people who didn't show up. Yes. Correct. So, yes. On and Facebook you can't punish those people because they're not here. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's so, no small shows. I still say it to myself every single time I go on stage, regardless of if it's 2,000 people in the audience or one. I'm like, there are no small shows. That does not exist. Small shows aren't a thing. Everybody, as you said, reward the people that did the correct thing to actually come and support you, not be like, oh, fuck everything. I'm going to get drunk and then do whatever. I know so many people that do that and it blows my mind. I have done that like once or twice where I've like literally just like regretted it immediately. Like just like talked myself in my head and I'm like, no, this is going to be terrible. They don't like me, blah, blah, blah. And then I just bomb the gig because my inner saboteur is just in there being like, they don't like you anyway. The worst thing is because with the burlesque performer, you kind of, the track's playing and you're not saying anything. So maybe you're not giving it the effort it deserves, but you're doing more or less. Something, some some stuff is happening. you're, you're You're doing roughly the, the act you would have happens. done you know the yeah, choreography happens yeah. and, and again with the cabaret I think you're you're singing the song yeah so yeah. you're you know apart from like maybe a little bit of dialogue before and after you're <laughs> when you don't know what the next song is or how it starts but other than that yes <laughs> but yeah but you are kind of but like with, with yeah, a comedian like happening. you're set, you you don't have to do the script no. you know your show doesn't have to so that you'll see comedians ruin a gig yeah by complaining about how bad the gig is <laughs> Yeah. What, and like on stage? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're trying to do it as a joke, but just kind of like, oh, you know, this is a bit small, you know, like, whatever, oh. trying to make a joke about how small the audience is and just kind of like, well, you make it, like, and, like, there's ways to do it that, again, like, are uh, inclusive hilarious. and hilarious. Oh, of course. Like, yeah. I do a thing when I'm saying, oh, you know, when the crowd is feeling small and I feel like they're not giving as much as they would if they were mm-hmm. a bit larger, of going... Just do, do a thing in your head of kind of like, if you if you hear a joke that you don't think is funny, but you know that Gary from work would have found funny, 
laugh on his behalf. <laughs> That's great. You know, yeah. and next time bring Gary. Yeah. Gary sounds like a great guy. He sounds like he's got a great sense of humor. You know, yeah. yeah. And that's not something that kind of like shames them and blame. You that's know, no. Up. That's great. I like that. Yeah, that's really fun. Speaking of shame, um, I'd shame like to bring her. up. No, I'd like to bring up a Queensland <sighs> fact at this point. <laughs> So I think the Queensland fact is Shade Corner. Oh, okay. So right. we were talking about this. Like, it's so such a sunshine-filled place. That's true. It's a tropical because you paradise. need to be in the shade because it's too sunny. Right. Oh. It's a bit warm there. Yeah. It is. Especially I can't go there. It all comes sunburned. together. She can't go in the sun. I literally can't. No, no. Yeah. This is too bright. I've, I've I'm literally. That's why I've, I've got my jacket. She literally. can't go in the sun. She can't eat garlic. She can't look in mirrors. <laughs> Hey, look, oh. I mean... Oh, no. All right. Oh, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> so uh, every podcast, as you can't may or may not love by now, uh, is... What? Sorry? What? Just can't have a stake to the heart. It's yeah, just, no. I, I think most people can't have oh, a stake to the heart. Oh, That's right. just a general... Cool. That's how I wake up. <laughs> oh, stunning. And you said you weren't a cold-hearted bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my Queensland fact today, mm. friends, Plus. is this, is that... <clears throat> More than half of Queensland po- Queensland's population live outside of the metropolitan area of Queensland, which means that Brisbane – sorry, Brisbane. I said Queensland. So Brisbane has half of the population of the entirety of Queensland and the rest of the half lives in the other giant bit that is Queensland, which is like many millions that and thousands wild. of square kilometres. In fact, 1,727,000 square kilometres that Queensland has. And Brisbane – just little old Brisbane has half the population of the entire state. That is so... That's a lot. That's so much. That's so much. What? I mean, I know so little about demographics. I'm like, <laughs> you could tell me about that any state and be like, wow, that checks out. Like, wow. like Is that I a lot? Agree. Is that a little? Do a lot of people live in Brisbane or do... My issue with this is that it's on the Queensland government website. Like, oh. they're trying to brag about that. Like, that's a cool <laughs> thing. Weird brag. Queensland. When you started the fact, you said 50% of people... In Queensland. In Queensland. Yeah, ...live outside. And then you paused and I thought that was the entire fact. <laughs> but, like, 50% of Queenslanders live outside. That checks out. Are you know, that makes sense. To be fair, that's probably true. <laughs> live outside. Everyone in Queensland <laughs> lives outside and they don't have houses because it's so you sunny. make me do it at your show where I get a little bit, like... <laughs> About it. I'm so glad we could preserve it for oh, generations to come. My oh, word. Queensland. That was quite Queensland. Yeah. Oh, just, shade, just corner. Like shade, shade Corner. Shade Corner. Shade Corner. That's what it is. That oh, is Shade Corner. We figured it out. You know what? The Thank twists you for, and turns. Thank you for being part of this, that friends. Was stunning. We are so, so bloody happy. Do you want to hear my Shade Corner about Brisbane? Please. I was on tour once with some sort of um, <clears throat> show and. Oh. <laughs> I that was actually me clearing my throat, but it was timed. It was timed amazingly. Um, and I got a tattoo onto a um, because I like to get tattooed, and there is a great tattooist in Brisbane that I've always wanted to get tattooed by. Blah blah blah. I got it done. There's now a clause in the contract for that show that no tattooers, no tattooers, no tattoos will ever to be happen on tour ever again. Why? The Betty Bombshell Clause. Thank you so much. Why? I know. For what no happened? reason. Oh. Nothing happened. I got the tattoo. I was like, look, I have this tattoo. And they were like, that's a really great tattoo. And I was like, thanks. And then later on, just this mysterious. Isn't it a bad tattoo? I mean. No, it's great. It does have something to do with my new Nazi following. <laughs> is that. <laughs> Just after you got I'm this really new swastika, building. Building. Uh, 
like that, fair enough. It's a moon, isn't it? Is it that literally like- says fly me to the moon because Sinatra, love. Uh, it's one of my favourite songs. It's an aeroplane because I travel a lot. There's a lot of meaning in this too. Oh, God, yeah, I was on tour at the time. So day. It? Wow. It's a moon. Because plane because you, you travel. Know, How did you connect those dots? That's it's, it's not even a train. I mean, You're just so modern. Oh, I don't have time. Oh, I'm my God. It's just so busy. Yeah, no, it's literally just a really quite a basic like nice tattoo. Yeah. Now there's a clause in the contract that says no tattoos. Did like, you miss a rehearsal or something? Not even one time. Like was it? Did like, you get I blood on the show. stage? Yeah, like were you performing with an arm covered in glad wrap or something? Well, that, yeah, right. That would be like now you can't work. That's a different story. And I'd be like, you know what? That's totally fair. No, chuck some bepanthin on her. Popped on stage. Everything was great. I don't get it. If I anything, I smelt delightful because <laughs> I love the smell of bepanthin. And maybe someone hated it. Maybe someone hated it. Maybe someone it. was allergic to it. Like the fact that Anna is highly allergic to cats and I have two of them. Two of them. told her. Oh, this is getting upgraded. God. I just said slightly allergic. Like your bo- Deathly oh, allergic. Katie your, came downstairs. Like, your so- boyfriend was like, how are you with cats? I'm like, I'm mildly allergic. As long as they don't come near me, I'll be fine. Oh He's going, do you want to hit his hand? I'm going, if you've got one. Go that on. does not say deathly allergic. Oh, my God. That Kev says mild intolerance. So- so My so the same way love it. that Betty feels about Jews. Is <laughs> <laughs> All right, you have to be on the None podcast forever. It's okay. way funnier with you here. I okay, right. I, I, I also have to point out this is probably embarrassing to admit. Recorded on air, I did not realize until you mentioned your boyfriend being here that you two actually want a couple. I just. Oh! You in my head. I don't know where sorry, I just accidentally pieced so that together cute. that I thought I you two that. were dating. That's great. No, that That's would be a right. horrible idea. Oh, God. That would be. I don't think that you should. That would be the worst. Shane we spend Connor. way too much time for yeah. each other to be in a couple. Yeah, you said you had a I boyfriend. Spend- I'm like, oh, she's straight. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean. Why well, I suppose that's yes, fine. Um, How great. Like, yes. I mean, there yes. you go. I mean, right now, yes. That's <laughs> 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 I'm so I'm sorry for contributing to bisexual erasure. Oh, no, it's. <laughs> It's my fault. Ah. Uh, but oh, yes, I love that you 100%. thought that. Um, no, I mean, it does check out. Let's, it does. Let's we, be I actually spend more time with Betty than I do with Kev. <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't think I've seen Zara in about three weeks. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, though I haven't seen Zara in longer than that. Actually, well, so. it's funny that this is actually a hilarious time because we made floor bed in our lounge room recently, mm. and I really love to fall asleep in front of the television, and she can't because she has crazy dreams at night. So I've just been sleeping in the lounge room. She's been sleeping in the bed. It's like we're having a separation. Oh, God. Very funny. I know. I went scandal. I went into the room, our room this morning and she was like, why don't you like sleeping in bed with me anymore? Oh. I was like, I just really like South Park. I fell asleep watching South Park. That's <laughs> what happened. Straight up, fell asleep watching South Park, eating a Big Mac. Do you live with your partner? Yeah, I live with my partner. Yeah, we moved home together. Yeah. yeah oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, We've yes, lived yes, together yes. coming off in six years. Oh, bless. Yeah. So many memories. How's that? Yeah, it's weird. That's a lot. That's a small child's life. Like wow. Six years is a primary school student. Like, Ew, don't. Yeah, Every uniform. I'm not trying to make it sound bad. I was just, you know, I mean, <laughs> legitimizing the amount of time. <laughs> You're going to really make sex more difficult between us. <laughs> Just us in bed bingo like, you know we're a six-year-old child together. <laughs> Please. You've tanked Please. everything. I, no, I'm not going to Hey, that. babe, Please. I found something out today. <laughs> we are we a are primary a school children. We, we are in prep right now, just so you know. That's well, hilarious. actually, no, they'd be in the womb for like nine months. So really, it's only I mean, it'd be a little bit. Like preschool. I mean, like, yeah, all right. 
right. Um, I have a yes, quick question go, though. Because you did um, Shade Corner yeah. uh, Queensland Fact. Do you have any Perth facts? Oh, yeah. Because you're from Perth. Little Perthos. Oh, I wasn't expecting. Perthy. <laughs> oh, no. Putting you on the spot. <laughs> Anything about Perth that you think normal people wouldn't know about? Um, there's queer people in Perth and they're still alive today. <laughs> Whoa. It's not as bad as you think. That is actually a really important No, Perth is lovely. Perth I, is great. Everyone likes to shit on Perth and so many people haven't been. Perth is, you know... I, I, I think I, I think it's you know maybe about fifteen years behind where I wanted to be kind of yeah. culturally. Oh, yeah. Like I I would walk down the streets and get people staring at me because they they it was I was their first trans person they'd seen out in the wild and they were very confused. They were very confused. Big know. day. It was a very big day for them. Wasn't but it? yeah, trans people. You know, trans Perth people. Perth people are fine. Perth people are lovely. I, I, yeah. I, They're just I, not exposed to stuff, it's, though, yeah. right? It's, it's, like, it's not where away. I'm meant to be, but I'm really excited to go back there for Fringe World uh, in yes. January. Uh, spoiler alert, embargo broken. Yeah, uh, same, on it. Are you bringing this show or are you bringing a new show? I will be bringing this show. I'm yes. working on my next show already, but I will yes. be bringing this show. How exciting for everyone. That don't is. tell anyone because Perth doesn't let you. So if you heard it, apparently, don't tell anyone no. yet, but tell yeah, them in a bit. But yeah, but apparently. Yeah, re- rem- but remember and tell them in like three weeks, four weeks. That's three, four anyway, weeks. It's a really good great. show. So you should all go in Perth. Thank you. Thank you. Also, I'll be there and we can hang out. Okay, great. Uh, and where can me, we I see mean. you next? Yeah, where can we see you next? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> drunk at the awards night. Um, <laughs> see you there. Let's live stream it. Yes. Let's just live stream it. I mean, we do Tash and then we do you. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, at the moment I'm just focusing on trying to tour the show, so that's going to be going to a bunch of places. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and yes. you'll see just me I can go around Melbourne handle? constantly. We'll put you up on all of the links at the yes. bottom of the page. Just search Anna Piper Scott and I come up. Anna yes. Piper Scott, bam bam. Claps and raps. Also, uh, before you go, um, we just want to know one of your showgirl secrets. Showgirl secrets. Showgirls. What is something that you do that's secretly a very Anna Piper Scott thing to do that you could impart on the young and inspiring comedians out there or anyone, in fact, that you know just you think is important to do before you get on stage? Uh, I get a lot of compliments for people from my crowd work, yes. for my ability to improvise with an audience, mm-hmm. and people are like, how do you do that? And they all think it's come up with a spot. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Uh, oh, fuck! I mean, I, it's not. It's not just like oh, I've scripted a bunch of stuff beforehand, but before a show, and yeah. I think this is good advice for everyone, regardless of your performance. Yes. Is I kind of survey the audience. I kind of pay attention to what other people are performing. Yes. I pay attention to how that stuff is going. Mm. Yeah, uh, and what they're reacting to, and kind of like little bits of kind of stuff that's happened during the night. And I kind of Callbacks. think ahead of what those jokes are going to be. Yes, you know, Don't going like someone said this at the start of the night. I Very can make this advice. joke about it. I love that. You know? So you just—it's uh, not just Scanning. from when you're on stage; it's the whole show, kind of. Yeah. Well, because the audience has been there the whole show. Well, that's you know how people just will sit backstage, and I'll do that before I go on for an act. I'll go out maybe four or five before I go on, and I'll sort of be like, "Ooh, what's this crowd? How are we feeling about this? Can I pick on people, or is it not quite that? Like, 
I like that. You're actually just observing the entire yeah, show. Your, your job starts when you get there. Oh, yes. absolutely. Your job doesn't start when you get on stage. Your no. job starts when you get there. When you arrive. You know, the hardest part, the most work is on stage, but you have all the time that prep make your show better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I did a whole show where just recently for Melbourne Fringe where it was called Crowd Work and comedians oh, cool. went to go up without material. And then... <gasps> terrifying. Yeah. So terrifying. Uh, but I, like, because I was on at the end, I kind of, you know, got to kind of, you know, formula at a time. Yeah. Like, I wasn't taking notes, but just kind of mentally going, I'm going to say, I can say this, I can say that, I yeah. can say this, you know, this was something interesting that other people didn't pick up on. Yeah, totally. This was something interesting that got left behind, you know, kind of like all these other comedians left scraps behind. I can, like, I can use all of this. I'm using all of them. <laughs> and even though it was a show about talking to the audience, I did a 10 minute set and it was three, four minutes in before I actually asked the audience anything. <laughs> Because you just gathered you know, all of it. And none of it was material. None of it was things I'd ever said before on a stage. That's so brilliant. But I love it. Yeah. So Stunning. that's my secret is, is start working secrets. as soon as you can. And a has got secrets. So many effects that we're just... Secrets. Uh, yeah, but I mean, we've really ramped it down from the first episode where episode. we literally episode where we literally whispered everything, which uh, Anna brought up today. Yeah, uh, we need to. It's really embarrassing. We really that. probably just need to. Do you want to just delete it? That's fine. It's yes. like RuPaul season one. Let's just get rid of it. That's it. <laughs> Let's just get her done. No, I think it was important. I think it was good. Everything needs to start somewhere, and I think that's a good yes, indication for everyone to know where things begin where from. You've come from. I mean, it was very. The whole first episode had this running theme, which is kind of like. If you're new and you're inexperienced, still give it a shot and you'll learn something. Give it a and bloody wheel. You proved that. Yeah. By being drunk <laughs> whilst hosting a podcast. You learn that you can just be drunk <sighs> and do all of your life. That is it's what being fine. a performer is. And it's fine. There's no repercussions. It's great. No, that's great. Um, speaking of brand new performers, uh, what have we got coming up in the next couple of weeks? Um, so I'll be making my Bellis debut uh, <laughs> for the first... <laughs> I was trying to do a good segue to Red Light Confidential, great. but, you know, that's fine. Well, we've got After Hours Cabaret Club yes, coming the 4th up of October. On the yes. 4th of October. Then we've got After Hours Cabaret Club coming up on the 11th of October. Where's that? Ballarat. 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 Have you done a gig in Ballarat yet? I've done a time a gig to Ballarat. Oh, There's so no really corner rooms out. But if you're either of you, you both produce shows. Yes. If you want to take me to Ballarat, so I'll be there. Please come. Oh, my God, please come yes. to Ballarat. Yes. They're actually stunning. They are. Like, they're quite good. And yeah. they're just like, we're at the cabaret. Like, they love it. Oh, you know, but this is, uh, I know you're trying to wrap up the podcast, but anyone, <laughs> if you get a chance to do uh, a rural gig, this is also counts for doing gigs in, in Perth, is everyone's so grateful when you make oh, the effort. Yeah, that They give it. you like 200. You do a gig in CBD Melbourne, they're like, we've seen 100 things, we don't care. Correct. Literally. You do it in like this tiny rural town, they're like, no one comes, thank you. They're yeah. my favourite gigs. Oh my God. I haven't I'm seen an merch. outsider in seven years. I thought we were the only ones left. Oh, God. I did a gig in Canberra and literally I've never felt so famous in my entire life. Like everyone stayed around afterwards. Everyone took a photo. Everyone they took buy a business card. Everyone bought my merch. Everyone added me on Facebook. Like I was just like, I'm coming to Canberra all the time. Yeah. Like such it, it's the best. Like I, yeah, if you have a rural like venue or whatever, Something. go there. Uh, plus hire all three of us and we will do a lovely uh, variety show between Les. the three of us. Oh I my God, we would make time. a cracking variety show. I think this is a good Should we write a new show? Yeah. And yeah. it's just called The Variety Show? <laughs> I think it'll work. 
it's called? We should open a bar. Yes. <laughs> oh, we should have a bar a you'd like to give us. Uh, <laughs> Let's do all of them. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Great. You we can, can MC and band. that means I can just stand there and sing. That'd be really oh God, good. Stop. So, yeah. yeah. I'll sing a you do burlesque just to shake it up. Yeah, great. Okay, great, 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 yeah. great, great. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's actually, it's going to be really good. That's going to be yeah, no, I feel like people would come to see stand up. Betty. <laughs> Betty's doing stand-up. You I'm do doing burlesque. burlesque and you're singing some yeah, I'm not doing Seriously? burlesque because when I take this off, it's like cutting a string off a roast pork. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Honestly, I would come to I like to how you that say that show. like you've seen me naked. <laughs> I look at you I mean. very often. I can undress you with my... Anyway, that was creepy. Uh, <laughs> I want this show to happen because I want to see his favourite. Anyway. That's I just want to learn how to nipple twirl tassel. I, how long have we been friends? I know, but it just really hurts me every time I well, do then, it. What you, yeah, it's just what do you mean every time you do it? When have you done it? No, because then I see burlesque shows and then I go home and I try and like do it. And I just, do you know what? If it's hurting, then you're doing it too much. It's It shouldn't... Quapoof everywhere, you know what I mean. I have a lot of quapoof to go around. You've got a though. buxom bosom, as I you have a buxom bosom. Today. Yes. A buxom bosom. That was anyway. just basic mathematics. <laughs> about circles is just kind of like you only need to move the center around a little amount really for the the outside to move around a lot. You've seen how I. We'll just do this sometimes. Yeah, but you also have muscles underneath there. No, like I've got mine like are just a like, I can hold a wine glass, and that's about the extent of my muscles. So <laughs> proud of you. That's Thank good. you so much. I'm proud of all of my friends. Anywho, speaking of friends, friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. Friends. This has been Friends with Benefits. Thank you so much for coming in. Today. Thank you for um, having me. It's so wonderful. Please never leave us. Never. Never leave us. And now we know that we're real friends. Oh my god! Can we? Which I already it, knew, but like, should we like make a whiteboard list of like our real friends? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we have Anna so and we have Ruby. Anna and Ruby. That that's great. And I feel each like other. that's quite good. That's a good start. Yeah, it's not. Bad. I mean, it's not the worst friendship group. Like, oh my I mean, goodness! Like, most people would kill for being friends with you two. So, thanks so much for coming in. Mm-hmm. We hope we got all our fingers crossed for you to win tonight. Oh my god! And and now yeah. you, now you've proved that your podcast is woke. <laughs> <laughs> You fucker. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Friends with benefits. Hi, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in again to another episode of Friends with Benefits. Tune in next Wednesday for another special guest right here in the studio. In the meantime, catch all of our episodes on all the places that podcasts happen, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other places that our incredible pod pimp puts us out on. That's not canon. Absolutely love them. If you want to know more about the wonderful Anna Piper Scott, check out all the links below, and we will see you on the internet. 